Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. So we're realizing, ladies and germs, dear friends and listeners, that we actually miss dearly our Zoom lady <laughs> because we changed the way of recording and and her and her beautiful, bless her, I mean, this poor, poor human being that actually thought, oh, I'm just going to take this job. <laughs> and then it's like the traffic, <laughs> the, the, you know, the TFL, the London sort of underground person oh God, yes. then that becomes part of your integral life. Um, she didn't know. This person didn't know. She didn't know. She was such a big part of our life, though. Every episode, <laughs> she was just there, you know, <laughs> telling us it's time to go. And now we're like, oh, where is she? Where are you, my dear friend? So yeah, um, <clears throat> welcome everyone. We are back. Um, I'm double caffeinated. If anybody needs to know, so there could be very interesting <laughs> developments today. And we're back with news. We actually did talk. Obviously, if you listen to this episode, we did talk about trends, which is always fun. And But today we're back on the news because, ha, it never stops. And I find that just looking at what we have, and we even had to kind of call a bit of it, Instagram decided that, you know what, Twitter has been lurking and doing things. 
it's time for us to get back into the headlines of the social media world. So please and thank you. Here we are. Is it just me, Becca? I mean, obviously, I'm looking at our little Notion dashboard, but that's how I feel. I don't know if it's just me. Instagram is like, okay, we're two weeks break. It's time to get back. Let's do this. Let's jump in. Oh, yeah, completely. Like, they've definitely taken a leaf out of Twitter's book and gone, we can't be making updates every week. We need to join in on this. And they, they're just going for it. Some of it good, some of it interesting. We'll say we'll say it's interesting <laughs> but it's um yeah I wonder if they're gonna maintain this pace or whether they'll they'll drop off in a few weeks maybe I don't know I or hope Twitter not will now go crazy again and we'll be like oh no <laughs> and in the meantime LinkedIn is testing everything as well so they're just like wait for us and we'll come back I'm a bit worried that actually Pinterest has been like remarkably quiet mm. I don't know what's gonna come up with them I mean I'm joking but I, we actually did have an episode, I want to say this, on the chronological feed and we talked about our thoughts on it. And I think until it's out, there's properly and it's been kind of going on for a while. I don't even know if it's worthwhile really kind of following up too much on that one. And I wanted to say one interesting thing that caught my eye from the gram, 70 million tests and updates. It's da-da-da, it's actually allowing people to potentially rearrange the post display on their profile. I think to me, and I want to hear your opinion, obviously, social media managers might be like, hoo-hoo. But to me, it feels, it's more, I guess, it's more an, an aesthetic sort of update. You know, how can you make it look better? How can you maybe balance it more? I was reading through it, but I'm not feeling that there is, you know, like sometimes there's a practicality, there's a user intent element to it, which we like. I'm can't really see it here. I'm not hating it because I think it can actually be quite good sometimes because you do end up maybe having the same thing twice or you want to break it down, break it down a bit in your nine nine grid. But I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. I just found it really interesting. Everybody in social media was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, sure." Yeah, I I must admit I didn't get the same "yes" kind of vibe. I was like, "Oh, why why are you changing that?" Like that's one thing that from a very inconsistent platform has been consistent all this time and I just think I was thinking about how I plan content whether it's for like my my profile or clients profiles that I work with and that's just such like a foundation to how you think about it like okay what's it going to look like on the grid do you want like no of course not everybody wants to make like you know you can have like a pattern or there's different things some people don't care about that, which is fine, but you still do have a bit of a consideration of like, what's this going to look like? And knowing that it will depend on when it's published. So for them to sort of dangle this option in front of us and be like, mm, you might just be able to move them, you know, I'm like, no, hang on. <laughs> this is going to this is going to ruin some of the like work that we've done. I, on a, like, seriously though, I don't really see the benefit hugely because given what Instagram have said that they're going to be focusing on video so much I feel like now it is actually quite I'd say it's not the the typical thing to go on somebody's actual profile you're either going to be watching their stories or you might see a reel or any video content they've pushed but I, I don't feel like it's our first kind of action to take to go on someone's profile and see what it looks like so I kind of am questioning, like, where's where's the value? Like, what value does Instagram see in making this option available? I don't know what you think. 
I think I might have got it in my head because what you said actually gives me a reason maybe for that to happen. Let me explain. Because we're focusing a lot more on video and reels and stories, I'm thinking from my perspective, I'm now posting at time of, hello, recording, for my personal profile, Fab Giovanetti, lol, four reels a week now. So not three, four. Because actually video content for me is not an issue, especially now that I got the gear to actually do it. And um, I'm thinking like if I want people maybe to come to my profile and there's a lot of reels, actually being able to shuffle things along because of the reels shelf life and maybe push some of the content that is maybe a bit overlooked. Or maybe the two or three promotional posts that I do every so often. So even from a brand perspective, if brands are are focusing more on reels, like actually being able to push some of the top content back that is not reels as they actually are populating it more because you still want it in your feed because that's the point like before remember you couldn't you could choose to share in your feed or not and now obviously it just goes in the feed because it makes sense so to me it's just um it could even be a way to actually maybe streamline the profile a bit more and actually kind of allow people to have that it's almost like a continuation I'm not saying that it's right or wrong but it's almost a continuation of the the actual chronological update because then you have different ways that you can look at things you want to see reels you go to that side of the profile you want to see highlights almost you go to the normal profile because a lot of people that's how they choose whether they're going to follow someone uh, and then if you are bored or confused oh god no your thumb clicks the wrong thing you go to guides and then you're like sorry what was that again and this is what happens basically <laughs> shade to guides i mean i love the concept but again, obviously, then we've seen that Instagram has changed their ways. And so I wouldn't be surprised if guides disappeared because when video is key, it's kind of interesting to see the backtrack in that yeah. way. Oh, and then on that level, what do you No, think? I agree. Actually, that's a really good point, especially about um, any posts that you're doing with brands or anything like that and giving those a longer shelf life or kind of more prominence on the, on the grid. I actually think that's a really, really good point. And I wonder if even, I was going to say further down the line, but then obviously there is that thing of like, oh, we don't know how long it will last before Instagram change it again. But whether that would be like a requirement if you were working with a brand, like they would write into your kind of agreement, like have this always on the, the top row or something like that, you know, which would be totally fair enough, I think. But yeah, I think it maybe does tie into, you mentioned as well, when you're posting um, different types of content, you get that option to like do you want this to appear on the feed or not and I wonder if that's kind of been a signpost to this because sometimes if I'm posting content I will untick that because I'm like "Mm, it's not gonna it's not gonna work it's not gonna fit it's gonna ruin the the look if it is a reel or a guide guides actually I know that we're kind of who knows what's gonna happen with them But I found creating those always very clunky and awkward because sometimes you might want to create one, but then to post it on your, you might post a picture and then immediately want to like talk about the guide, but then it's like using the same image and then it would look weird and that's the whole thing. So maybe this is a way of allowing people to use more content types without having to worry about messing up their feed or two very similar things being next to each other. You can just move them around. Um, That's how I operate Instagram fab I just just do that also you know what talking about another thing that kind of makes me still and that's you know us solving problems in our heads (laughs) with each other dear listener you're welcome but 
I was thinking about another, these are the smaller updates, there's a couple of bigger ones, but this is another slightly smaller update, which I tested because we do a lot of events, and is the, the reminder feature, which I think is clever. I think it comes from, and I'll tell you a bit more what it is, but I think it comes from the countdowns because it's a very similar concept. So if you use countdown stickers, you're kind of already familiar with that. Is the whole idea of actually being able to add to a post a reminder, which before was a bit hidden and now has been made more prominent. And basically, it means you can create a post with an announcement, which honestly, again, goes back going back to what we just mentioned, is not the type of post that would necessarily get as many likes and engagement. Sorry to say, but it is. Uh, so whether it's a live or a podcast or et cetera, et cetera. And then you get that little reminder that you can then have, which, by the way, is very subtle on the post. So I'm like, it's kind of there, but I think this should make it maybe a bit more prominent if it's in there. But then you can piggyback mm -hmm. on it in your stories too and to me it comes from maybe instagram seeing that actually the uh, the countdown worked really well and people used it a lot and it's one of the stickers that worked and so maybe upgrading that is interesting i think there's different users like from brand pushing a new launch and you know doing that pre-sales to again online events to even live podcast or live on instagram i can see its use I found it interesting because it was a testing for such a long time and we had it for a while and we tested it. And now Instagram is kind of explaining and educating people on how to use it. So it means that it is working in some way. Otherwise, it wouldn't really push it as much. What are your thoughts on this bad boy? I actually quite like it. And I saw it out in the in the wild a couple of days ago and it was for a piece of content. It was basically a creator who was launching a new podcast and they wanted to announce the launch. And I was like, oh, okay. And sure enough, in their stories, they had one of these posts which had this new reminder calendar feature. So I thought, well, this looks quite interesting. Like they'd already launched the trailer on this kind of podcast Instagram account. Seemed like my cup of tea. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask for this to remind me. And sure enough, it worked quite well. But what was quite interesting, and maybe this says more about how I use Instagram, I'm not sure, is that once I'd pressed remind me, I carried on about my, you know, Instagram usage, forgot about it. And then like a day or so later when the thing happened and I got the notification, I was like, oh, this is actually really good because otherwise I would have completely forgotten and then would have had to have waited until maybe I saw a story by that account again or a reel or whatever. I was like, oh, this is nice because this is something I was interested in and this has actually worked really well. And I, I just thought, for once, because I don't, I feel like I tend to not speak about Instagram in a positive way, but I was like, this is actually really useful <laughs> and it worked and it, it meant that I was able to listen to the podcast that I was interested in and wanted to. So I think it has a lot of potential and I think it will just take a bit of practice for people to figure out how to use it in the best way. And I, I hope that it doesn't become one of those things that it is used in a kind of spammy way. I think if you've got big product launches or like, yeah, podcast launches as it was used when I saw it or physical events or maybe even webinars and stuff, then that's absolutely the right time to use it. So it's quite exciting. I'm, I'm actually, I'm down for this update Instagram. <laughs> I think it also goes back to just just listen to what you're saying. It also goes back to the idea that some of these posts, announcements and stuff, sadly, because of the focus on video, because of the focus on memes even and things like that, they are not as popular anymore. 
or they're just not as popular. So it's kind of giving like another scope for them, which is a bit of a shame because even with user intent, there is an element of still wanting to make sure that people then, you know, when you ask them to do something, they do it. And actually we talk a lot about this in the certification, like in Becca's digital ad workshop and in mine, all about obviously the kind of more like the, the organic persona and understanding your users better. Is always that element of, I believe that, you know, we can talk about how to create better content, which we actually do. But interestingly, just to explain as well. So in the certification, we don't go as much in depth into how to create better content. There is actually an explainer and a little recipe that I share with people, but it, which is excellent, by the way, obviously you want to create better content, but I think if you create better content, but it's still not speaking rightly to your user, because it's not the reason why they're there can be the best content in the world, but they're not going to consume it anyway. And I think that's one of the problem with finding the balance between giving people what they want, the current and the stick, which leads me to something else right now that I wanted to talk about. This was a bit of an aside of, of a bigger spectrum of social, which is TikTok, what are you doing? Well, I, Becca already knows what I'm talking about. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again, TikTok, what the hell are you doing? What is this integrated story? It's just, no. No, TikTok. No, listen to me. No, fine. Okay, Becca, it's it's your platform. It's your favorite platform. You go. I'll leave you the stage because to me that's a, a bye, Felicia. It's a no. Stay away. <laughs> Already. I'm sorry. What? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna mute myself because this is otherwise I'm gonna go on the rant. Please put some sense into me. What is happening? Right. So, yeah. Okay. TikTok are, uh, they're doing a thing. Let's discuss what that is. So TikTok, we know are famous for, and so successful as a social media platform because they've done something a bit different over the last couple of years. And they have led the way in short form video, um, not worrying about posting static images or anything like that, not worrying about posting uh, stories, not worrying about a whole bunch of things. And everyone, every, all of the other platforms have been copying TikTok rather than TikTok copying them. However, today our little topic is TikTok stories. Now, I think we might've mentioned this maybe like as long as four or five months ago where it was just a rumor and there was like a screenshot going around Twitter, like, oh, look, TikTok stories are a thing. But seemingly nothing came of it, but now actually something's come of it. So TikTok stories are, as the name suggests, the usual story content type that you'll be familiar with on Instagram. Oh, I just remember Twitter fleets. Do you remember those? Fleeting. And yeah, so they're going to work in the same way that stories would on Instagram. So you can have like a few different slides. They're not very long. They don't last forever. Great. The question is, why are TikTok doing this? Because it, it doesn't at first glance seem to match what they're trying to achieve with the with the platform, the rest of the platform, but it's gonna mean a couple of things. So at this stage, um, originally they were trying out um, a new user interface, which would have been like this big bar along the side of the screen with everybody's stories. So think about how Instagram had that at the top of the screen. It was exactly like a replica of that just down the side instead, which I think would have been terrible. And I'm glad that that's not how we're going to experience this because it would have taken up too much space. It would have adjusted, like when it comes to when you're planning where things are in your video on TikTok, like it would have thrown all of that off. 
would have just been bad. This new, um, <laughs> I love Fab's reactions as I'm talking. Um, this new layout, shall we say, is very kind of, you could ignore it in a way if you wanted to, because it's not going to intrude on any of the interface that you're used to. So you'll be able to view the story, you'll be able to click through into somebody's profile. And if they have any live stories, there will be the option to see them right at the beginning of their feed, um, where you would normally see either their latest video or if they've pinned previous TikToks, you'll be able to see them in there. So I think it's, <clears throat> we have mixed feelings because on the one hand, if you are creating content, this might be a way that you can repurpose story content that you've already got. So there's maybe a benefit there. However, I do question how engaged people will be with this type of content, whether TikTok will face any criticism or not, especially from their sort of core audience of Generation Z and whether this will be like seen as being a bit uncool. Um, and I know that's not measurable, but it's still worth considering. But also I'm just thinking about how people are using the actual app. So although in terms of a user interface perspective and how it looks, it's not going to be intrusive. When you're going on TikTok, you're so, you get used to scrolling like down the feed. That's the only motion you really have to do. And now you're going to have to like get used to doing that. And then when you view a story, tapping to the side of the screen like you would an Instagram story. And I just think that's a little bit of a jarring experience for people using TikTok. Um, so I will, I'm, I'm interested to see if they tweak that at all in these early stages while it's rolling out. Or, I mean, and I suppose really how long this will stay around for, whether it will be here for good or whether in six months these stories will disappear in the same way that Twitter fleets did. Just, they just fleeted away. <laughs> bye bye, fleets. We're gonna miss you. No, <laughs> so it's harsh, but we love you, Twitter. You know what? I was actually, when you just said about the experience of swiping, then I remember something that we actually maybe was in the original uh, dashboard to talk about. Maybe it kind of got lost because I think I saw it and I pinged it, but Becca is organized and I'm the messy one, which is unheard of me. But when it comes to this, I am. Uh, I didn't properly tag it, but you know, similarly to this, Instagram is testing a new way to see stories where you swipe left and right for stories of the same person and you go up and down like TikTok. Oh, Becca didn't see that. Okay, got it. That her face is like, what? So it's kind of funny how TikTok is now, you know, sharing a new experience of swiping left and right for the stories they're testing. Instagram is actually thinking, huh, a new way to consume stories. Going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, why? Because stories and reels are the way to go. And that's, that's how simple it is. And I had a conversation or a few conversations with marketer recently about, well, what if I hate reels? Should I still do them? And I think it's before there was an option because I, I believe that you should do also what, what you enjoy, what your audience enjoys, but also what you feel comfortable with. But because Instagram is almost becoming like TikTok, where it's like, well, it is video. So suck it up, buttercup, find a way to use video for yourself. You can see that that's kind of where Instagram is going. It's almost narrowing down the path where, again, the question is, how long will pictures last? Genuinely. This is my genuine question. How long will pictures last? Is it worth the while? 
doing them you know, unless it's something very very um you know still entertaining like photo dumps are getting rawer and rawer like really like the more random the better so i kind of see tiktok trying to add something that maybe will stick around or not just to give a bit of variety i think also because even tiktok lives now are less popular because people are busier you know so basically tiktok all, all it has is a tiktoks and some of us would argue that that's actually a good thing so i think it's just to give a bit of a behind the scenes content because honestly that behind the scenes content works now if instagram is banking even more to keep people in stories because when you think about it i think that's that's the reason why they're doing this new types of swiping on instagram so that you can it's easier for you because they realize that tiktok is where a lot of people consume this vertical content so let's make it easy and probably they've seen that in the real stab it works really well because even somebody like my husband who doesn't really use instagram a lot still can get stuck on reels for like hours and he doesn't have tiktok that's probably why you can see how that works so i don't know i see these as two parallel things that happened but i can see a bit more of the connection between them like instagram is again copying tiktok in the way that the experience is built and tiktok is thinking can we actually try a slightly different way to engage with the users and give them something to me the question is will the creators be asked to do that especially if as a brand or a creator, that's where I want to hear your opinion, Becca. If as a brand or a creator, you already handle, like I pretty much try to be active on all platforms. I have kind of consistency on all of them, but that's that's my choice. But even if you only have three, and one is TikTok and one is Instagram, my question is, you already feel like you kind of want to, but sometimes have to do stories on Instagram. Would I be asked to actually do the same on TikTok? I think if you're only on TikTok, then maybe why not? You know, it's an extra thing. But for most of us, it's never the case, is it? We have a few different things that we're juggling with. And it's like, it's an extra thing that I have to do for the platform. That obviously is harder to repurpose, even if you can. I don't know what you think. This is a very long stream. I also give you an extra little bit of news in there. You're welcome. But yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot to unpack and it will be interesting to see how that goes. I think think it's going to be, yeah, as you say, very interesting to see depending on what platforms you're using, how valuable this new feature is to you. I think, like you said, if TikTok is your primary platform and maybe the only platform that you're on, then absolutely I would always say it's worth testing because you might find that it works really, really well and gets you more engagement and more followers and it, it could be really successful for you. But I think it's worth weighing up the time it takes and the value that can come from that. So... Like if you are posting them on Instagram, then yeah, is there any need to put them on TikTok? Is it a different type of content? And even if you are, let's say a brand or a creator and you're on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter, do you have the same audience on TikTok that you do on Instagram and Twitter? Probably there's a big overlap, but I think you're going to have some TikTok exclusive people, in which case, are they going to resonate with the stories there or will they just be like, no, we're here for your regular TikTok content. Like, that's what we want to see. That's what we're here for. So I think testing is needed from the the perspective of the creator. Like they need to figure out what works with their audience. But also, yeah, I completely agree with what you said at the beginning about it's important to create content that you enjoy creating, that you find valuable um, and not doing it just because the platform sort of, says so you know you don't want to create content for the sake of creating content you want to create valuable content 
And I think that's key to remember when we see platforms do this. Despite me loving TikTok and usually going, ah, oh, everything they do is great. I think there has to be a bit of kind of, you know, questioning with this. Is it actually worth the time? We, mm, mm, you know, don't know if it is at the moment. <laughs> I think time will tell. And that's one of the benefits this, some of these platforms have. They can try something. If it doesn't work, it fleets away. Again, lol. And, and then we have it. Like one interesting thing, the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is again going for one more update today. So we're kind of covering everything. I'm quite chuffed. Sometimes we haven't managed because it was so much, but we're being good today. Um, is all the caffeine and and the good teas that I'm running through our veins. Anyway, it's a uh, you know there's another Twitter update which we talked about already. But instead of just talking about the Twitter Spaces update, which now allows um host to record the chats which in itself i think is interesting my question goes almost beyond that now obviously we can discuss this too but obviously because it's an interesting update but i think a lot of people especially a lot of listeners hello dear friends they probably are not using twitter spaces yet anyway because even the percentage of my peeps are very low on my field uh, on my uh, feed but my question and almost my prompt would be if you actually feel, okay, well, Twitter is really banking on this, you know, a few more people are actually engaging in it, there's a there's the option to record. I wonder whether Twitter spaces, spacious, <laughs> Scottish, whether Twitter spaces is going to become more of a hub for brand awareness for things that you do, let's say a podcast or yourself or your services, or it's going to become a way to actually enhance your ever own Twitter brand. Because I find in the last, it's been crazy because we blinked and in the last three to four months, Twitter had this resurgence, but also the user intent on Twitter, in my opinion, has completely changed. Like what would work before doesn't work anymore completely. To me, it's a, free, it's a bit like LinkedIn and Twitter. Then I'm 360, no, 180, not 360. Uh, 180. And I wonder whether, you know, you would say, well, Twitter spaces, you can use like Clubhouse, for example, to grow your brand. And I'm like, but actually maybe some people are like, can I use Twitter spaces as another way to be discovered and seen and add value? Because I think what adding value was before on Twitter is no more. Tell me what you think, because I think it reflects, is one of those updates that really reflects the mm -hmm. massive change that our platform has had that I think we didn't realize until now. And Twitter is one of those platforms that has completely changed the way that the users use it and engage with it. Yeah, I think it's completely, it has completely changed. And it's so different when we think about like this time a year ago when Clubhouse was really taking off. And okay, what, what are audio spaces? What does this mean? How can they be most beneficial? And I think firstly, Twitter allowing um, the recording of the Twitter space sessions is a really positive thing. And I think what we might see people doing is if they do regularly run a podcast or maybe even an event which doesn't require any visual element, um, I think we could see more and more people swapping to Twitter spaces and at least testing it. So I think we might see the numbers and the kind of hype around Twitter spaces increase again over the next month or so. I think that they might do it on Twitter spaces first get that recording and then repurpose it and make it into their regular podcast episode or make it available for replay uh, through whatever event service they use, like that kind of thing, I think. 
we'll see quite a lot and it makes sense and I think when you do a an audio space it is quite time consuming you've got to dedicate you know at least half an hour to it and so I think this is helping certainly from a you know what's in it for me kind of thought process is that now that content is available and you can repurpose it it makes it much more worth your time because before as fun and thrilling as it was to go on clubhouse back in the day and like test even the early versions of twitter spaces it was like oh okay we're going to put half an hour maybe even an hour in if it's like a very active space but then that's gone that's gone forever and it feels like although some of the kind of power and value is in the kind of engagement within that space and the fact that it is exclusive and that once it's gone it's gone also from a kind of budgeting perspective and time it's like I, I need that content I want to be able to repurpose that so I love that they're making this super easy to do like I think it's going to be really beneficial and it's going to make Twitter spaces a lot more appealing to creators out there in terms of how people are using it and if people should use it I think, like you said, there isn't much, they don't seem to be very popular at the moment. And more times than not, I will either see only one space happening at the top of my feed or none. Um, I think at the moment people, unless you're in marketing, still don't properly understand what Twitter spaces are. I think it might come across a little bit scary and intimidating because it's, it's live. It's, okay, do I have to talk? Is anyone going to hear me? all of these questions. Um, however, what I would say is that that is going to get better over time because people are, are will become more familiar with the concept. But also if you are thinking, okay, should I test this out? Not many people are doing it yet. Then that's absolutely, you should test it out because while there aren't many people there, that gives you a chance to get in front of more users on the platform, have a go and and you know it could well lead to increased brand awareness and more engagement with your audience because you're there you're in the space i think it's really important to test it before it becomes oversaturated in say six months time perhaps so i think it is good i still question you know how is it going to work as time goes on with the split between clubhouse and twitter spaces and if clubhouse will ever do anything to like pull it back but I, uh, I don't know if they will, which is kind of a shame. But I think it is, it's going to be a powerful kind of content pillar, so to speak, in people's strategies. Mm. I'm going to put my prediction hat on. And just because of everything that I'm seeing, even with just uh, LinkedIn, I think this is prediction hat. So again, take it with a pinch of salt, you know, it's the hat, which means we don't know if it's going to happen. But I believe that, you know, LinkedIn is having a resurgence, Twitter is having a resurgence. Even people are like, oh, I should give a damn about Pinterest. And I'm like, I've been telling you for years. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> so I really struggle to see new social platforms coming and staying. And I know that Clubhouse is not new, new, but I genuinely feel us as social media marketers, as marketing managers, even as founders, like what is fascinating, just to, I want to give you some context for some of the students in our certification that I've been talking to, obviously before they join us, I always talk to them. And a lot of them are also founders. It's really fascinating. So we have a, a small percentage of, of people that are 
wanting to kind of improve their brand or they just want to have that knowledge also for themselves, which I think is really important if that's what they want to invest in. And they are like, I just feel overwhelmed with marketing because obviously we teach different elements, even if obviously Becca's speciality is in social. But for some people listening, most of you actually, I hope, you probably focus on other areas as well. Not all of you, but some of you will. So when you think about it, if you even just focus on also email marketing, you are already having two strands. And then social media, you figure out that actually, potentially, these days, most of your audience is split between three to four platforms. So you say, maybe I should make sure that slowly I increase my presence in all of them. Why would I want to go on Clubhouse as well when I say, well, I have audio also on LinkedIn, which is where I've been building my platform, or is Twitter. I think it's a very clever thing that they did. And now because these platforms are trying to make it work for them instead of like replicating Clubhouse, sadly, my prediction hat is saying, I think it's already a bit stagnant. I think it's just going to go, I think it's going to poof. I don't want it to poof, but I'm just being honest. Like I just generally was talking to Becca before I go on here. I'm now currently at this time, I'm actually overseeing every single thing for three different brands because also there's my personal one. So all the social media, there's actually a bit of me in all of them. And it's three brands, all of them pretty much having almost every single account. Ha! Ah, imagine even just if you break it down to having only one brand with different accounts, you really want to focus on what matters. And I think a lot of people are like, well, now I'm going to focus on the two or three platforms that really work for me. That's how I see it. I mean, it was a rant. I do apologize, listener. I do apologize, Becca. But this is how I see things happening. Like less is more. And these platforms are the ones that actually have other video content or audio content or a very specific flair or unique, I can share my voice. And these are the ones that everybody's at. So why would I go to a place that actually a lot of the users are generally not active? What is the point? That's what I say. I don't know if you have anything to add, but I'm going to drop the mic and then we're ready to roll. <laughs> like to finish off the episode with like that, boom. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see, obviously, and I think it's going to be interesting for us to hopefully bear in mind this conversation and see really how it pans out. But we want to hear your opinion. So as always, as always, um, you can let us know what you think. As a reminder, you can find us at Fab Giovanetti for me or personally and altmarketingschool.com to find out more about the certification and everything we're up to, as always. Um, Alt Mark School on Twitter and Alt Marketing School on Instagram. What about yourself, Becca? I'm at Becca Social on all of the platforms. Oh, and P.S. Um, if you do want to join us for the next cohort, when you're listening is the last couple of days that you have to apply. So, yes, come and join us. We would love to see you. Find out more at allmarketingschool.com slash learn. Thank you so much for listening. Head to allmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.